So why don't we start, you know, what got you guys into music? Why music? Yeah, hey, this is, uh, this is Rick. And um, I, you know, I think just speaking for myself, it was it's kind of one of the things I imagine many people have the similar stories in that uh, music just sort of hit me at an early age where, you know, you got this feeling that it didn't happen from anything else and any other sort of stimulus in life. And, um, you know, I specifically remember being kind of in the dark. And I, you know, one night I was real young playing the Beatles, and I think it was Let It Be was on. And, and, and I was kind of in the dark because it was late at night, and I, I, was, I was supposed to be asleep. But I didn't, I didn't want to go to sleep. I wanted to keep listening to records. And it just, you know, it hit me in a way that, that kind of gave me a feeling that nothing else gave me. And, and that was something that, uh, you know, you start, you start chasing. And the beautiful thing is, um, you know, you, you kind of never stop chasing it if you if you get bit that hard, and that's certainly what happened to me. I guess probably for all of us, it was basically the same as Rick. Then, you know, none of us. It probably wasn't that moment. It just probably was all. It just took us over. Like it found us more so than we finding it. Mm-hmm. Like I know Nolly had a thing with his grandmother under the piano. I had a thing at church. Rick had his thing. He said in the middle of the night. But main point being, like Rick said, it wasn't really a choice. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of called yeah. you. I love the name Vintage Trouble, and your guys' sound is, it's amazing. It's this just real kick-ass blues rock sound. When I listen to you guys, I think of the Stones, I think of the Animals, and I think of old-school James Brown. How did you guys go about finding the sound of the band? Um, this is Again, it, it, for some reason, I think in, in the style of the band, it, people might think it was a little more really thought out than actually put into it. We didn't put a lot of thought into it. All we said was we wanted to not put boundaries on ourselves. And we wanted to, like we'd been in a lot of other bands before where, you know, you had to do this, you had to do that. We wanted to get rid of all that. And then the common ground for us was that 1950s and 1960s period. Because I think just because we all have varied backgrounds, but there was something about that 50s and 60s time that allowed all of those different styles to be as one. So you had your you had your gospel, you had your rhythm and blues, and you had your rock and roll all in one medium, and that was called the original rhythm and blues, you know. And um, and that's just we just all just for some reason it was the meeting point inside of our like our music connection. You know, the people like Little Richard, Etta James, and Ruth Brown, and Magic Sam, and uh, Chuck Berry, and Bobby Blue Bland, like all these people that were just, they didn't say to themselves, I'm a rock and roll singer, so I just have to sing rock and roll, or a guitar player that was rhythm and blues, you know, thank God for rhythm and blues, I mean, that's where Hendrix came from, but that's where, that's where that impetus came from, it was that period when people didn't tell you what you had to do, you know, so it's just like all these early musicians, and all of us heard it in our houses, and then just, you know, when we first got our first vinyl record players, it's what our parents were probably playing, and then so it was just, it was the center of who we are. And it's kind of how we like to walk around in life today. I mean, so much of all the stuff that's going on that most people consider to be the controversy in the world is just because people are trying to see the differences in themselves instead of the similarities. There was that period in time in music where people didn't make you make those differences. So why would we not fall in love with that time? You guys just recorded a new EP, and it's called The Swing House Acoustic Sessions. And on the EP, you guys have a great rendition of Blues Hand Me Down, which is probably my favorite track that you guys have done. Why did you guys decide to go for an acoustic EP? Hey, this is Nolly Colt. Well, you know, we, um, we were going to, we just signed a deal with Blue Note Records. And it happened in the early, early this year. And um, we were about to go on the road and do this whole uh, 
Summer of Trouble tour all over the world, and you know we we kind of got to a place where we couldn't record a new album before we went on tour, and we really wanted to bring a, an album with us on tour, and we thought, what can we do that's something that'd be be exciting and and it's something different for us to do right now, you know, something a little EP that we could kind of bring to the world. And we've been done a, we've been working a lot on that, on you know when we're on the road we do a lot of acoustic uh, radio shows and stuff like that and we you know we've been playing more and more acoustic and and you know it's something when you bring down the songs to the very basics uh, of just acoustic guitar acoustic bass and, and keep it really simple and we thought maybe we could go in and do a an acoustic album and we did and we did it in one day. And, and we, you know, we wanted to try out some of the new songs that we have. So there's three brand new songs on, on the album and two songs, as you mentioned, and one of them is Blue Can Be Down, that we want to kind of approach. We wanted to take two of our old songs and kind of almost like another band, if, like if we looked at the songs and turned them upside down and, and did, did something different with them. So the so Blue Can Be Down came out like this, uh, what, what you just heard. So we, we're really proud of it, and it's actually... It was kind of a cool little in-between album, and it's great because it's getting a lot of attention, and we're really happy. So we ended up going on a full U.S.-Canada tour now called the Swing House Sessions Tour based on that album. It's been, it's been going really great, and we're happy that we did it. This is Ty. It's really interesting something that Nolly said made me think of something for the first time. But he was like saying it's almost like playing it like a different band. Mm -hmm. taking the same songs and playing like a different band you know like I don't know if you do any kind of like spiritual studying or whatever but a lot of times they tell you things like if you go to if you go to work every day every once in a while you should take a different route because you'll see things differently don't go the same path and that's kind of what Notley was saying too I never thought about it like that until he said it like playing it like a different band it's like taking the same song but taking a different um a path to get to the end, you know what I mean, and you just see them differently. Cool too, because when you when you're when you're learning, when you're studying as a, as a musician and stuff, you one of the things you hear most of the time as a, as a songwriter is, you know, a good song, you should be able to take away all the electricity and stuff and sit with an acoustic guitar and play it, and that that is the sign as to whether it's a good song or not. So it was also nice that some of these songs were new for us, and that um, we hadn't tried them some of them the way we did and then we got to experiment with them and strip them down and and uh, you know it, it was nice self-validation that you know the songs might be better than we <laughs> had even thought so that's kind of nice yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna kind of add to that a lot of times you know we need you need perspective and perspective is something that only distance can give you um and it's interesting because you know as as the four of us the fun thing is if we can get if the, the real the real thing is whether or not it's good or not is it, for us is is just kind of if it can get through all four of us because you know we have, we come from different perspectives and that's the that's the beauty of it um, but it's also like in the studio it's also that's the that's the filter and so if it does get through all all the four of us and it's kind of like okay we you know we made it there and then the, the, you know whether or not somebody else likes it or not it, it's kind of it's up to the gods because sometimes it just takes us, you know, okay, hey, it got through us in the studio and then we just need to step away from it for a while. And then uh, oftentimes, because it did get through us in the studio, that's that once the more distance we get, the more and more we're like, oh, wow, that really, we, we, we dig it ourselves. And then that, you know, that's, that, that's something that, that we can kind of, because of how hard we kind of beat up on ourselves, I think, you know,
know, and then collectively that, that serves as a great barometer or a great measuring stick. Now, you guys are getting ready to go back on tour at the end of September, early October. For someone that's never seen Vintage Trouble live, what can they expect when they see you guys live? You can expect we are a live band. We've always been a live band. We record live in the studio. And so if you listen to the Bomb Shelter sessions or the Swing House acoustic sessions, expected to take it to another level you know we always want to uh, you know performances will will what we thrive you know so if you hear those records it's going to be more than that <laughs> we give everything so please come out to the shows now i got a fun question for all three of you guys that i want to ask for the listening audience if there's one album that you could recommend that they go listen to what would that album be and why I actually the first album I ever got was Jimi Hendrix jamming with Curtis Knight. It's a great vinyl record. Uh, the reason why it, it's Jimi Hendrix, it's it's amazingly inspiring guitars, and he actually plays a lot of covers on that album, a lot of Beatles covers. You get a cool mix of great musicianship, amazing songs. Uh, it's very uh, it's very loose and live. You can tell they're having fun, and that's what music should be about. And, and got a great great stories and it's worth listening to there's a tie and this is going to be so weird that i'm going to say this now but i've been listening to it nonstop for the last few days i'm not going to give an explanation as to why people should listen to it i just want to save the title and then put a period afterwards james brown life of the apollo that's so so funny you said it yeah because after seeing the movie i got inspired to put that back in my playlist again and i did that too i know i never really talked about Um, james brown Yeah, and Live at the Apollo from the movie, I got I got re-inspired because I, I listened to that for a, for a while when I was a kid. Anyway, um, my record, this is Rick, and uh, one record I tell a lot of people is there's it's a different release, which I just found out on vinyl than it is on CD now, but the record, Donny Hathaway, These Songs for You Live, and it's, you know, I can't, speaking of, Nolly was talking about earlier how we strive for more and we're a live band. And Donnie, Donnie Hathaway, you know, arguably one of the greatest soul singers of all time, he, even though he came later in the period relative to, like, 50s and 60s, to me just, I mean, just embodies how to deliver a message, whereas it's all, it's all in the tone, it's all in the sentiment, it's all in the space that you create to deliver that tone. And, and when he had such a kick-ass band with Willie Weeks on bass and just, the band, and it's just everything is so good. And on CD, you get a lot more. And, and it, speaking of, uh, there's, he hits a couple of covers. He does a Stevie Wonder cover with the band. He covers a Beatles cover. Speaking of Beatles, and um, it's just it's just mind blowing. It's kind of the one record that I that I feel I could never do without because I just I go back to it, and you'll get everything from kick ass band to, to to just making you cry to fantastic songwriting to pocket and 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 that just makes you just kind of you know you can't you you lose your breath sometimes the band is just so good in there and it's live and it made me not be able to listen to any studio donny hathaway records anymore and i'm a huge donny hathaway fan it's just like it ruined me for studio recordings you know it's right there in the moment and it's better than anything you could ever capture in the studio now as i told you guys uh at the beginning uh i'm a part of an organization called college radio day what we want to do with college radio day is to just showcase the really unique medium of college radio and right now it's kind of a a a dark period for college radio universities are selling off their licenses they're closing it down 
kids nowadays, yeah. they don't listen to radio like, like they used to. From your perspective, what role do you see college radio playing in the, uh, in the music industry? This is not like, this is, you know, college radio is really important. It has, uh, it gives, gives a meaning for, for the younger generation to find out new things. Like, I mean, it's easy today. With the internet, you, you know, you have this wide span. You can listen to anything you want and find it in any second. But you, you kind of need some direction sometimes. Sometimes somebody needs you, bring you into a new place, you know, and that's what's cool with college radio. It's a lot of different music. It opens opens you ear, open your ears to new new things that you might not know about, and, and there could be music that change change your life. You know, you never know. So thank God for, for what you guys are doing. You know, it 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 gives meaning to the younger generation. That's what I think, at least. So. It's funny because in college, I think they're listening to radio different than, or they're certainly getting their music different than any other demographic. I think you know largely, or, or you know, and and there's such an uh, an interaction and, and a quest for not only knowledge but a quest for uh, you know new new stuff on a level that I don't know you know you find in any other kind of active demographic. And the cool thing about it is they still actually rely on their their actual in their actual college radios to to help amplify their things that they have going in their specific you know college or their specific region and so rather than a national thing that it's kind of been become from a you know from the terrestrial radio that's still left over you know college radio stations it, it, it almost it, it's finding you know you listen to if, it's, if i'm come from florida right and even in a state like florida uh university of miami radio versus you know versus university of florida versus fsu that's you're talking the middle of the state, the bottom of the state, and the top of the state, and they would have largely different radio playlists when I was, you know, when I was going to college, and 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 kind of everybody would get territorial about it, and that's the cool thing is, you know, is is kind of feeling like you discovered something, and then you're sharing it to other people and just being proud about what it is, and then you know, that, hey, mine's better than yours, kind of thing, and that's a college rivalry that I always thought was was really fun, and it's cool that you know, but it's still sort of kind of that last bastion of, of independent spirit in terrestrial radio. This is Ty for College Radio, kind of similar to what maybe maybe both points were. I don't know. I think one thing I just thought about is that the fact that um, you, you can only go through a certain time period in life where you share it with a certain community. You know, like there's people around you that all of you know the same TV shows according to when you grew up. You all know the same uh, bell-bottom jeans, you know the same skinny leg jeans. That's kind of what college radio does, too. It unites a time period for people. So it's not about what everyone is doing in the world. It's like, listen, there's a community. It could be, it could be national college radio. It could be individual college radio. But this is what we all listen to this time. Everyone will have that music as something that is in common with them, that will represent the time for them, that will represent um, growth for them, that will represent struggle and challenge for them. They will all have the same soundtrack. And it's different for the guys that are sitting in their cars going back and forth to businesses or, or like us, like bands that are going around the world and doing these stupid things. There's a certain... 19 through whatever, however, 18 through 22, or masters, whatever you're doing, there's that period in your life that you have with the other people that are going through it that no one else will be able to identify with, and that music is the soundtrack for that time. I got one final question for you, and thank you so much for being willing to, to talk to me today. This is Vintage Trouble. They're blowing up. Somewhere around the world right now, guys, there's a kid in the garage thinking about forming his first or her first ever band. 
What advice do you have for that kid who's trying to start their own band right now? Nolly, uh, I, I would say the first thing you would think of is, is don't ever worry. You know, it, sometimes you can get discouraged when you, when you hear an album or something and like, wow, how am I going to get there? Like, I, I mean, my, my band or whatever, it's so far away from that. But just remember that everything starts a little bit like, I don't know if you can say it on the radio, but everything starts very basic and don't give up and like you know like there is uh, even vintage trouble we strive for simplicity it's everything kind of come you know you don't have to be a virtuoso to to make it you know like you can just keep playing and enjoy yourself everything is about having fun and and who knows you know just because someone your 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 dad's friend tell you that it's not good or whatever like as long as you think it's good that's what matters you know there's a there's a whole world out there and we need your music you know so play it guys thank you so much for uh for doing this interview i really appreciate it 